0: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial Mm. advice on all your debt. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm at the... Place. The undercard. it's the David Hayes place. Uh it's been a couple of days. It's not even been a couple of days, yeah. it's been a day and a half yeah. uh since fight night. First of all, David, how are you? I'm very well. I'm really good. Um yeah,
1: happy. Um disappointed, but um happy with Derek's performance, happy that he was able to rise to the occasion. And let's forget what everyone's opinion is. Everyone's got an opinion, but Derek Chisora, who many gave a zero chance of winning this fight against Alexander Usyk, WBC, WBO, WBA, IBF world champion, Olympic gold medalist, world amateur champion, WSB champion, against that guy, Derek Chisora's won nine fights. And on the official scorecards, two of the judges were in agreement that Derek won five of the 12 rounds and Usyk won seven. That, ain't, that don't sound that bad to me. You know, I disagreed with that. I had it more, I had it more in Derek's favor by a round. Usyk's manager who was sitting next to me, he was scoring it. He had it 6-6. Six, six. It was a close fight when you were in the venue. Everybody in the venue watching it, where we were sitting, me, Eddie Hearn, the whole Usyk crew, it was very, very even. Close fight, depends what you like. Do you like the, the moving or do you like the aggression? Do you like lots of body shots? Do you like clean head shots? It was a good fight, exciting fight. Derek DeZora, as far as I was aware, rose to the occasion. Compare that to some of his prior performances. It's a different human being. So I was very, very happy with his performance. Um, and and what can you say? It was the first chance Derek's ever had of going into a fight fully 100% confident that he, he could give it everything. And that's what, exactly what he did from the first round. He didn't lie to anybody. I wasn't exaggerating it was what it was. He went out there every round and gave it everything. At the end of a few of the rounds, he was exhausted. But after the minute break, he was fit to go again. And that's what we worked on. We worked on pushing every round, because he needed to. Usyk is a synonymous slow starter. He likes to take the first four rounds to have a look at his opponent. So what we wanted to do, Set a pace from the very first round, set a pace significantly higher than any of Usyk's opponents. So he then didn't have the gears to go through later on in the fight. And it worked, it worked a lot. It worked very, very well. Usyk, when Usyk had Derek hurt at the end, I think of the seventh round, he had him hurt badly. He didn't have the gears to go through. Why? Because the first rounds, the early rounds, he was using a lot of energy to survive. He was getting hit heavy to the body. So in the fights. A cruiserweight where he goes through the gears, he couldn't do that because Derek put his, his natural weight all over him and it drained him. So I, th- I thought it was a great fight from Derek. I thought it was a great fight from Music. He, he was really in there. I remember him walking back to the corner after the first round and he was, uh, he was really, really feeling that. He was really feeling. He felt that heavyweight pace that he'd never felt before. And it was, a, it was an entertaining show. The, 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 the pyrotechnics as he was walking in was great. It was just a great event, a great build-up. The weigh-in was fun. It was just a great night
0: and everyone enjoyed it. Being very emotionally invested on Saturday night, which obviously everyone expected you to be, when you've watched it back, mm-hmm. did you view the fight any way different to watching it live on Saturday night?
1: No, because I turned the, uh, the volume down, so I couldn't hear any of the, the commentary. I couldn't, tell, I couldn't hear them saying, sick is an amazing, look at the balance, look at the poise, look at the way he's moving around. Yeah, looking at ring generalship Derek keeps missing. I wasn't listening to it. I turned it off and just watched the fight. And in, in the, um, the round breaks, I just forwarded it through so I couldn't hear them, so I couldn't see them showing Usyk slow mo's hitting Derek. And it looked like it looked when I was there. But everyone else who watched it with the volume up, listening to the commentary, talking about how great Usyk is between rounds, watching the slow mo's of him hitting Derek and not the other way around, there's a reason why the judges watch it ringside and don't watch it at home with a commentary with someone else's scorecard in front of them because it affects your opinion of what you're seeing. So if anyone thinks it was a really one-sided fight, I understand why. I've, it happened to me, I think the, the Pacquiao and the Bradley fight, I remember that was completely different. I remember being ringside for the, um, uh, which fight was it? It was, the, I think it was the Marcus Maidana and Floyd Mayweather fight. And the Cotto, and the Cotto Mayweather fight, when we were there ringside, it was just easy fights for Mayweather. Mayweather just won them easy. Until I got home, I got out, and everyone was going, oh, it was a really close fight. Was like, I was in there, it wasn't. Fights get very much changed by the commentary and by the comments. Floyd Mayweather may uh, land a couple of shots, and it's, oh, Floyd Mayweather's... Uh, then you're talking about, may, talking about the other guy absorbing the shots. Or Derek could have thrown uh, a, a great shot at Yusick and Yusick took it. Instead of saying, what a great shot from... Derek Chisora hitting the, the the great pound for pound fighter. They say Usyk proved his chin. What a great chin for Usyk! You you can you see a you see a situation you can you can come at it from different angles. It is what it is. Usyk won. Congratulations. He still he maintains the mandatory position for for Anthony Joshua's WBO title, and we move on. Derek Chisora is in a good place. His value is higher now than it was before because he's proved it. You know this isn't um, Arthur Spielker or David Price. He's performed against an elite heavyweight. And for me, that as a manager, that was a a, a great showing of what he can do in his first real camp training, like he's been training here. He just wants to keep, he's back in the gym now. He's back here. He wants to keep, he wants to get back. I'm telling him, chill, go (laughs) Go home, you're not training. Because he's got a bug for the training now. He's seen that training every day, two times a day, eating healthy, looking after yourself, you can get those world-class performances. You know, a few rough edges here and there, no doubt. But he tried things differently in, the, in, in that fight there, which he's never done before. How often do you see Derek Zora sort of turning southpaw, let alone turning southpaw against one of the best southpaws on the planet and out-jabbing the natural southpaw? He's only been practising this new stuff recently just for this camp, and he was able to implement it. So that showed me Derek is evolving. He's becoming a better fighter. And as fit as he was for this fight, that fitness you build over time. What happened with Derek's career in the past? He'd spend six to eight weeks training for a fight and getting fit he'd have a fight and then go straight back to the beginning he would stop training and eat loads of crap and get overweight then he does it again he just keeps up and down up and down but what you need to do is after you've got to a base of fitness or strength and cardio wise you then maintain it and then the next camp you go up further next camp you do more rounds practice new things and you get better and better and better you know and that's what we're going to do with with derek now we're going to just swear however fit he was there however many rounds he had there the the rounds we got tied in the next fight theoretically he shouldn't be as tired because he would have he added on to whatever he had there on Saturday night so
0: you know I'm I'm very
1: happy with his performance.
0: I know over the last day and a half you'd be plotting to what's next for Derek so tell me three potential opponents not that he will face that you would consider him to face or you would. Like interface. One of three. Give me three opponents. I haven't really thought about that, to be honest.
1: I you know, haven't thought about that. But what has popped up is Dylan White um, popping up and having. Um, I saw on Sky News today. Literally, it was a big Sky News article about Dylan White digging out Derek Chisora's corner. Didn't didn't like what he was hearing between rounds. Didn't think they was experienced. You know, although he's worked with him in the past, he doesn't think they're adequate for Derek Chisora to be the best he could be in, in, other way, in other senses. He had an inadequate corner, and that's one of the reasons why he lost the fight. This is what I heard today. So I'm like, maybe Dylan should focus on his own camp. Derek Chisora just went 12 rounds and lost 7-5 to the number one mandatory, to Anthony Joshua, the Undisputed Cruiserweight Champion. How did, how did his last fight go? He was fighting a 42-year-old Povetkin who was coming off a draw against Hunter. He was unconscious. He got knocked out, spark out. So maybe forget about Derek Tazora. or maybe he he wants to talk about it. Maybe he's trying to hype the fight up. Maybe he wants the third fight. Maybe. I don't know why he'd want to do that after seeing that performance, but maybe that's what he wants. But if he wants that, Derek's all over that because Derek wasn't in half the shape he's in now when they fast fought and he was losing that fight. And the only reason... He got knocked out in that fight. It's because the referee took a point off unjustly. And in his mind, he thought he was behind on points. So he just went, he went hell for leather, lost his shape and walked onto one. So if there was fight again, I'm telling you, Dylan would not hear the final bell. I'm telling you that, would not hear the final bell. Derek is a different beast now than he was then. You know, he was fighting on empty from round two in that last fight they had to each other. So um, I don't know why he's getting involved in what Derek's doing in in his career, in his corner. You know, so he should uh, focus on Povetkin because that's a heavy knockout loss he sustained. I believe he will win the rematch. He should win the rematch handily if he doesn't walk onto that left uppercut because it was uh, it was it was brutal. And I don't know how much that I don't know how much damage that left uppercut has caused. But you know, needs, that's where his energy should be focused on now. He's got a massive fight. He was he spent a thousand days in the position, the perfect position. For the for for the to crown jewels, you know Tyson Fury's WBC lineal belt. If he beat if he beat Tyson Fury, that's it. It doesn't get any higher than that. And Povetkin knocked him out. He needs to eradicate that sharpish and get back on the get back on the trail. But if if he wants that work with Derek, he's, he's there. Derek's ready. Derek's fresh. He's did twelve rounds of. They've both had. They're both coming off the last fight. Derek is fresh in the gym again Monday morning. You know, where's where's uh, where's White at? You know, if they if they want to if they wanna, if if he wants to do that again, listen, let's do it. I'm I I'm very very confident that it would take no more than zero point two seconds for for Derek to go yeah because he knows he wasn't in good shape for that last fight he was in shape enough to to be winning against dylan for 11 rounds but not to knock him out in three or four rounds which he would do if there was to fight
0: again i I interviewed dillian earlier on today and just going back to what you were saying about the corner he said that the corner didn't have enough boxing experience that was his exact words that he used um not inadequate it just that's what he said. He said the, the corner didn't have enough boxing experience and that was part of the reason why. Do
1: you not think it's maybe because Derek was fighting one of the best fighters on the planet who's in pound for pound, one of the top five. Surely Yusek had something to do with the, the loss. It wasn't just his corner. The corners don't fight for you. They give you advice. Derek's a very experienced boxer. who's had over 40 professional contests, a wealth of amateur experience. Derek knows what he's doing. We, I believe the team he has in his corner highly improved him significantly. I know he's a better fighter now, working with the guys he's been working with, and I know I know that, and I know boxing, and I know Derek's team, as inexperienced they are, significantly piss all over his team. Just facts. That's just he's, we've just got a better team all round, and there's a way. There's a way to prove who the better team is in the ring. That's it. But I doubt, after, I'm not sure if he wants it or not. Let him focus on Povetkin first. Let him get out of the way. And maybe he's got his mandatory WBC thing, but
0: I doubt it. He also said to me today that he believes that you actually train Derek Chisora. What do you mean, train him? You train him.
1: I don't train him, but I manage him. But I don't really care. Listen, I actually like Dylan White. I do like him. He's a funny guy. I love him watching his interviews. I love him giving stick to everybody. I genuinely do. There's one thing that bothered me about him. I've always liked the fact he fights anyone, anytime, anywhere. Loved the build up to the AJ fight. He put it on him. He, went at, he had one arm for the AJ fight. I know that. And he was just with one arm. He was able to really make a dent in AJ for the first time. He really went at him. So I've always respected that. He came down to spa with me when he, before he was even knew, knew how to box. And he was in he had, he had a go. And I was, I've, I've, since that point, I respect him. But one thing that bothered me was after my second fight, so my first fight with uh, uh, Tony Bellu, my Achilles, Achilles snaps in round five. I get be- I get beaten up for, from round five to round 11. I was still having to go after the corner chucked in the towel, so I lost in. I had a rematch with him a few weeks before, I think it was like two weeks before the fight, I snapped my bicep off the bone, so I had to have another operation on my bicep. A few months later, I think, right, let's get back in there. I've got kind of one arm, but let's have it anyway. I still I still thought I could do it. Get absolutely battered. Timing's out, finished, washed up. Standing in the ring. Commentators, you're going to retire. I didn't want to say it in the ring, but everybody could see it was over. Everybody could see it was over. Everyone's going, Dave, it your last time. We understand, you know. Do you want to say it officially? I'm like, no, no. Let me just take, take a moment, some... Felt Terrible, you know, got beat for the first time, got absolutely spanked from the first round. Horrible getting out the ring, Dylan there thinking, Oh, Dylan there, they might come and give me a hug and say, Unlucky, shit happens. I want to fight you, oh, no, I'll knock you out. I'm, I was thinking, Is he talking to Bell by No, he was talking to me. Proper calling me out, like, I'm the fight, I'm going to knock you out. I, I thought he was joking, I was going, for, He was deadly serious. I'll knock you out, I'll do the I'm thinking, did you not just watch that fight? I just got battered by Tony Bellew. And you're supposed to be like the next company, next heavyweight champion. You're calling me out. About nearly 40 years old. Clearly not in the best shape. And have just been knocked out like 20 minutes prior. And that's you calling that? And I remember thinking, I remember walking past again. I was just like, all right, weird. Went back to the corner. And everyone's going, what was all that about? I'm like, I don't know. I was like... That's not. That's, I don't know. I, that's always sit, sat a bit weird with me. I have always sat weird how you'd call someone out who's just been knocked out. Tony Bellew high fiving Tony Bellew, but then comes after me. It's like not really. It's not. I. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a. It's a weird. It's a weird angle. I. I still never quite got the angle. I've seen him since. I wanted to say what was that about? Now that I've officially retired, but well, I, I genuinely know. What, I genuinely want to know what that was about because it was a bit weird, you know. Because. I couldn't, think, I couldn't think of anything worse. than after someone on their worst moment coming out, clearly finished, washed up, saying, I'm going to knock you out. Come, let's do it. No, do you understand what I'm coming from? It's a, straight, it's a, strange, it's a strange thing to do. But that, that was the only thing. But maybe that's his thing. Maybe he likes kind of picking the, 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 the right guy at the right time, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he thought I was, that was just right for him. Maybe, maybe that was the point where he felt confident that he could beat me.
0: Maybe, David. If Dylan White beats Povetkin and he gets put back in as the WBC mandatory to Tyson Fury, then does it make sense for him to revisit a fight with someone that he's already beaten twice? On and I, you can what you're going to say about the first fight, yeah. but has beaten someone twice. Depends on what else
1: is out there for him. Depends how long it will take for that WBC fight to take place. The last time he was mandatory. Took a thousand days, and he still didn't get it. So, I know he's, I'm, not, I'm not sure how good his relationship is with the WBC. As I've heard nothing but negativity towards the WBC from him, a lot of disrespect towards uh, Jose Suleiman. You know, I've never heard anyone speak to him the way the way I've heard it from him. But you know, we'll see after we'll see after the fight. But. The fans want the fights that they want. And at the moment, for whatever reason, it seems like people are getting together. Some nice fights are being made. So Derek's here, ready, fresh, off his 12-round loss. Lost by, literally a round. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. He's only going to get better next time round. You know, So Derek's there if he wants to do it. If the fans want it, Derek's there. I'm not sure if Dylan does that, so, but let Dylan get the Povekkin out of the way. I would genuinely wish him nothing but luck in that fight. I thought, I would, I would say it was unlucky, but it wasn't lucky. It was, you know, it happens in heavyweight boxing. Sometimes you do the wrong thing at the wrong time. Everybody has a bad night at the office. I've had it. All the all the fight, all the fighters, Roberto Duran got knocked out, you know, by Thomas Hearns in a, in a couple of rounds. It happens. But, um... Hearns did punch pretty hard, just like Pavetkin punches really hard with that left uppercut. So you got to watch people got what you got to watch people's best punches. In the rematch, Dylan's got to really step his game up. Use his long range jab. He's got a lovely jab, beautiful jab. You can keep pretty much anyway at the end. Once he's pumping that jab out and using it, it's one of the best. It's generally one of the best jabs in the him and I'd say him and. Maybe Fury, the lot for a long-range sort of jab, loose jab, they're they're right
0: up there, but he's got to stay away from that left uppercut. David, just moving on from there, I'm sure. Obviously, in the in the midst of what was going on Saturday night, after you would have seen the stuff from Deontay Wilder, the video he posted, the comments he's made towards Tyson Fury, and all these uh, kind of allegations against Fury from the the second fight. Um, what have you made of all that?
1: <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's really thought about that um, response. It wasn't like an off-the-cuff thing. It was like it, it took some, some preparation and some, some production. There's a, there's a tune in the background and everything. Um, I think he needs to get back in the ring and show us what he's all about. Who cares? Who cares what? If his gloves were tampered or not. They wasn't, but even if they were... Let's get a rematch and let's make sure everyone's got no metal bars in their clubs. That's it. You can't do anything. The result's the result. You're not gonna go back, you're not gonna rewind time and get CSI or whatever to go and fit go and do their flashlights on it and stuff. Forget about it. Let's just let just get let's get get the rematch, the third fight done, if he can do it. If not, there's plenty of fights out there. Andy Ruiz Jr., that'd be a good fight for that'd be a good right for for Wilder. Both with the same. For the same people, but easy fight to make. I think that'd be good to make a statement. if he could knock out Andy Junior, he's back on top. You know, AJ it took him the distance. He lost to him, and what he beat on points. So if he can knock, not knock, knock Andy out, I think that's. I think that's an easy fight, a good fight for him. So I think forget about the hype. I try not to take too much about what fighters say and because fighters are fighters. That's what they're known for fighting, not what they're saying. So let him do the fighting. He's a great fighter on his day. He got a draw against Fury in that first fight. You put him down heavily. You know he's he's a, he's a great fighter. He's one of our, one of the best of his generation. You know he just happens to be in a very very good generation where you got Anthony Joshua, and Tyson Fury. So I believe he he belongs amongst the top three. But he needs to get back on the back back in the wagon. He to get back on there. You know AJ looked like he was out of that top three when he lost to Andrew Ruiz, but in Saudi Arabia. He flipped the script, he, he somehow learned how to become a loose, long-range, slick boxer, and he boxed better than I've ever seen him ever. He looked fantastic. So sometimes it takes a loss to bring the best out of you. Let's hope that, while that's the same thing with Wild, let's hope off the back of that heavy loss, he comes back and shows us something we didn't know before. I think, I think, I don't, I think he's got plenty more fights, and he hasn't taken any punishment. One fight, one fight where he took a few shots, big deal. It's not a big deal, he can come back. These are fighters. You know, look at Derek. Derek's lost 10 fights now and he just went with the pound for pound top five fighter. He lost 7-5 in rounds, 7-5, that's not bad. And you know any close rounds, again to Yusek, everybody knows that. We was under no illusions that we weren't expecting to win this fight on points. Derek had to knock him out and he really tried. He wasn't able to because Yusek is very, very good. We hoped we could really slow him down with the body shots. His body was rock solid. So we tried our best. Derek did everything he could do. And we move on.
0: Okay, Uh, just finally, Tyson Fury being, uh, say, linked. I think the opponent that he'll probably most probably face on the 5th of December will be Ajit Gabael, who obviously Derek Derek knows very well. Um, Yeah, what do you reckon about that? I think it's,
1: uh, it's a respectable fight. He's a European champion, undefeated. I think it's uh, it's a nice marking time fight. It's a good fight for for Tyson Fury to look great against. You know, someone like that. It's kind of a, a basic style. Doesn't do anything too flashy. You know, he's what, is he six foot three? He's, no, he's not a massive, not a massive heavyweight. I think he's it's, it's a good opponent. He'll have a go, but I just think Tyson Fury is uh, you know, one of the top. Two fighters, many, many believe top heavyweight. On the Apologies,
0: team. David, card run out. Um, yeah, just to touching back on that, uh, solid opponent for the fifth for Tyson then.
1: It's solid opponent, undefeated. He's got um, a good experience. And I think it should be a routine night for Tyson Fury, but an opportunity for him to you know, get, get off any, you know, any of the rust, to stay sharp and look for a big unification fight as early as possible next year.
0: Okay, David. Thank you very much for your time tonight on this uh, lovely Monday evening. My pleasure. Um, have you got anything else you'd like to add before we go, or you you sold out? I'm all I'm all sold out now. I feel I'm 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 all done. Yeah. No,
1: it's a good good week. Good week. Good fun week. And uh, hopefully we can get some more boxing boxing shows in. I'm looking forward to to Fury, Gabbio. Oh, that should be good. Um, yeah. Just. Keep them fights rolling. Keep them and obviously Dylan White and Bovekian rematch. Choice de Bois. Dubois, another another great fight.
0: Okay, David Hay, thank you very much for your time. And uh, no doubt we'll catch up with you again real soon.
1: Definitely. Adios, amigos.
0: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.